And currently, the smallest Pokemon in existence is a tie between Joltik, Flabebe, Cutiefly, Comfey, Cosmoem, Sinistee, and a roaming form Gimme Ghoul all at four inches. You just made all of those names up on the fly. No, I did not. No, <laughs> those I did not. can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, the other Pokemon tied for the smallest are Flambe and Jimmy Jimmy Short Shorts. <laughs> and <laughs> What's up, nerds? Welcome back to To Kill a Deli Bird, where today we're going back to school. I'm going to shove your heads in some toilets. This is the podcast where we watch Pokemon and break it down. And we compare it to things that it's uh, the big, big stretch. It's a good time. I'm Kellen, one of your hosts. And as per usual, I am joined once again by Graham. Graham, how are you doing? I'm doing great. So I'm the one that tries to bring in a, a few different other angles than just the Pokemon fandom. And Kellen is the Pokemon master. And, and Kellen, how, how does it feel being a Pokemon master? It feels great. You, I'm way you smarter are than Ash. What Ash wants to be. <laughs> yeah, it, and all I had to do was read a little bit. That's oh, it. there you go. I had to go. read a book. That was that's all I had to do. I had to learn type matchups. Yeah, if, if Ash just had like a chart of the type matchups, like mm-hmm. so much, so much would change. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I imagine you could handle the tests that are in this episode, eh? <laughs> yeah, they're a little easy. Yeah, they're a little easy. It's a little sad how the uh, characters performed. So what do you think of these episodes? They're fun. Yeah. They're fine. They're fun. We're still in filler filler territory. It's like a lot of filler. It's like I turn on these episodes and I'm like, okay, what kind of bullshit are they going to put me through this week? (laughs) Next week we're out of it, though. Ah, we're 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 into an actual gym It's exciting. Have we said what episodes we're talking about? No, we haven't. This is episode 58, The Ultimate Test, and episode 59, what is it called, Kellen? The Breeding Center Secret. The Breeding Center Secret. Yes, yes. So still filler, but uh, yeah, we had fun. We had fun. The first one's fun. The second one's okay. I, I like the ultimate much. test. I think it's a fun episode. <laughs> the ultimate test has some good gags in it. It, it was mm-hmm. kind of funny. And it's just kind of very different from our typical filler. Yes, Which is, it nice, is. a nice change it is of pace. Different. And that's kind of what I mean by what kind of bullshit are they going to throw at me? Because... The filler's always something kind of weird, kind of a different spin. Like, like when I turn it on, I wouldn't. I, I'm like half expecting them to be like firefighters this week or something, yeah. <laughs> and and using like water Pokemon to put out fires. And no, that was a the Squirtle episode. Yeah, that's the Squirtle episode. We already covered that one. <laughs> I could. I would definitely. I would take a spinoff series though that is sort of like a a working a person's view of the Pokemon world. Like we we see how sure we get exposed to cops all the time, but let's let's see how firefighting in the Pokemon world works. Like a whole episode <laughs> about firefighting, whole episode about like supply chain in the Pokemon world. Like I'm gonna see that kind of stuff. Let's just get Grey's Anatomy, but with Pokemon instead. Sure, like where the Pokemon are the doctors. Yes. And they make out with each other. And, like it's, and yeah, exactly. It's there's Grey's all these Anatomy. Affairs. <laughs> it's exactly Grey's Anatomy, except the humans are swapped for Pokemon. That's right, it. That's right. the only so change. Who is like the hot doctor that everyone wants to sleep with? Like the McDreamy. Uh, Machamp? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Machamp. Good choice. There's like a down on their luck Mr. Mime who's like, why can't yeah. I be as handsome <laughs> as that Machamp? <laughs> <laughs> who's the, uh, the young doctor that gets killed by a, a car crash in like season five or something. I don't know. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Young, young, doctor. young doctor that gets killed off. So it's just like a, a cute sort of uh, unexpected thing. 
oh my god they killed off evie last night can you believe that oh, that'd god. be terrible they would never no evie is evie's got too much potential <laughs> evie is uh is what's her name meredith main oh, character evie's a main character okay. yeah Oh, so they'd kill off something that's cute, but not too cute, like a Bulbasaur or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bulbasaur. We'll go with that. He was, uh, what's his name, George? Oh, gone too young. Spoilers for Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is the name of the guy who they kill I off. I think, yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah. I've only seen a few episodes, but it's but also in like 20th season, which is absolutely insane. I saw this one where like the hospital's on lockdown because there's like a shooter in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, it was terrifying. It was legitimately scary TV. I saw the one where, spoiler alert, Derek Shepard dies and it had oh my, my mother and sister absolutely bawling. Huge spoiler on TCAT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there uh, that if you're listening to a Pokemon rewatch podcast, I, is Grey's Anatomy really your thing? I don't know. Oh, I think everybody likes everything these days, or everybody hates everything if you go on the internet. That, yeah, everyone hates everything. (laughs) We hate Pokemon. We hate this show. If you tune in to a Pokemon podcast, you should expect Grey's Anatomy spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) That's just logic. Everyone knows it. That is like, that's the 11th commandment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Before we leave Grey's Anatomy, you know the other thing I I think is genuinely kind of fun about Grey's Anatomy and almost like anime-esque? is how they have the doctors do everything. So mm-hmm. anytime there's like a disaster in the Seattle area, they send like the neurosurgeon <laughs> residents, <laughs> right? So like a bus flips over and all these kids are going to fall off a cliff and they're like, send the neurosurgeon. <laughs> the neurosurgeon busts in and has to pull them out of the, the flaming wreckage before it blows up. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> who else would do it? The firefighters? But that's kind of like how the 10-year-old so. kids who train Pokemon end up like yeah. saving the day all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a lot more that Grey's Anatomy and Pokemon have in common than we think. Yeah, I mean, how much of Grey's Anatomy is just filler? Probably a lot of it. It's in 20 seasons. Oh, yeah, probably a lot. Like, I think they, like, start and end seasons with, like, meaningful content. And then in between, it's a lot of, like the doctors go to a farmer's market i don't know (laughs) i'm just imagining we might revisit this pokemon and i like this i like this idea similarities (laughs) in the future (laughs) but you know what this filler made me you know grateful for and kind of realized by myself now that i've graduated university and i'm completely done with school yeah i don't have to take a test again for the rest of my life you'll never have to take a test again eh did you? I'm are, so, so happy. You're, you're sick of taking tests. Did you ever have to take some tests you just hated, like some really all, stupid all tests, stupid questions? They're all dumb. I might have the stupid. list for you, Kellen. Closed book tests are a poor form of uh, of evaluation. I'll just say that they're not a realistic form of evaluation. Nope. Realistic being, what is your job going to be like? Nah, kind of kind of weird. But if you don't like tests, I might have the list for you, Kellen. Do you want to do, do you want to go into a list time? I would love a list. Give me a good list. These are the stupidest things that you could have tests about. Okay. Ooh, exciting. So some accrediting society, some school having a test about some topic. These are the stupidest things I could think of to have tests about. Okay. Now we should di- we should disclaim though that these absolutely are tests that you took while doing your masters, right? 
Yes, this is all from one <laughs> yeah. prestigious school that yep. offers all of these exact courses, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. And the name Sounds of the right. school is Professor Xavier School for Gifted Children, okay? Wow, you went to the X-Men school. I did. It's impressive. <laughs> and impressive. these are the courses that they offer there, okay? All right, well, number let's, let's 10. see what they are. N- number 10, learn to take a smelly poo. Accredited by the Smelly Poo Society. <laughs> you just have to take a really smelly poo to pass. But if your poo isn't smelly, you fail. I don't like how that's judged. I also don't like how you laughed. I was expecting that one to fall flat. <laughs> but fucking stupid. Too easy, too easy. I'm a mature adult. Poop jokes still land. Oh, uh, poop jokes land and make a mess. Number nine. Got him. Banana sommelier. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know how they have, like, sommelier exams for wine? A hint of this, a hint of that. Imagine, like, a banana. Like, ah, Dole. <laughs> 97 cents. Safe. Ah, good year. Ah, good, good year for year. Dole. <laughs> All the same banana. I know there are different kinds of bananas, so maybe you could do this. But, like, I'm imagining <laughs> from, like, a, an American supermarket <laughs> sort of banana. I only think Dole because of Monkey Ball. I think that was, the like, the sponsored... Banana, oh man, monkey ball. super monkey ball. Great game, great game. So good. I've been hung- hankering to play that again, actually. <laughs> I haven't have played monkey ball in a long time. I don't Do you have, have a Switch it. remake? Oh, it's good. No, I, sh- I should get that. Yeah. that. That's a remake of the GameCube ones? Yep. Shout out to Super Monkey Ball. Those GameCube ones, perfection. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. And what number else eight. is beautiful is number eight. The rat racing test. A course where you train and race rats. Like a, that just sounds fun. That just sounds like the rat race. It sounds like a, <laughs> like what people talk about capitalism. Does that sound fun? Would it work? Can you train a rat? They don't. They make rats like go through mazes or something. Yeah, but like with incentives, like cheese. Yeah, so you put yeah. cheese at the end. Ah, oh, there you go. Easy. You know what? When I wrote that one down, I was like, I wonder if someone does this. <laughs> Someone's going to shout Probably. us out in the comments and being like, actually, I am professionally trained in rat racing. It is a very serious endeavor, and and your uh, jokes and shenanigans ring hollow with me, good sirs. Um, actually, <laughs> we put pancakes at the end of the finish line. <laughs> well, actually, they're not rats, but rat mice hybrids that are <clears> even quicker. And they gotta go fast. They got little red shoes and blue hair. <laughs> They're actually and they hedgehogs. pick up rings and chaos emeralds. <laughs> <laughs> they have fox friends and echidna friends. It's a whole thing. Well, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> you might have just inadvertently, and Kellen does not know these beforehand. You might have just inadvertently set us up for number six. <laughs> okay, <laughs> number six. A Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction test. Beautiful. <laughs> you have to know about, you know, Sonic Chan or Sonic Chew and all that stuff. <laughs> Shrek and Shadow having Shrek a baby Shrek and together. Shadow making out. Or that Mario Sonic gif where they're oh, making out. Oh, that thing's beautiful. That is art. <laughs> that is art. <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about. You can oh, find it pretty out. easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else you can find out pretty easily? The answers to a test about the differences between mayonnaise and Miracle Whip. That's oh, our number back. five. A whole class about the differences between <laughs> mayonnaise and Miracle Whip. It was Breaking a very complicated night. Oh, yes. You could give a few lectures on that. Uh, last episode, we told the story of this. So so go check out last episode of TCAT if you uh, want to find that dirt on mayo and Miracle Whip. All right. Number four is kind of disgusting. And I can't believe that the Xavier School 
for gifted youngsters has a whole class about this, but they will test you on facts about things with textures that kind of remind you of testicles. So like raw (laughs) turkey or like a hairless cat or maybe like a rubber ball covered in cat hair, that kind of thing. (laughs) I got a groan, people. I got a groan. Slightly deflated. Yeah, the rubber ball's slightly deflated. It's got got a healthy (laughs) sag, a mature sag, (laughs) as we say in the business. (laughs) It's like the uh, the Hell's Kitchen blind taste test, except for they're putting testicle-shaped things in your hands. You have to feel stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is this Wolverine scrotum or raw turkey? Uh, uh, Raw turkey. Wrong! Open your (laughs) eyes! (laughs) And Wolverine just standing there. Just testies out. Testies out. <laughs> exactly. No fan art of that one, please don't don't do that. <laughs> no, no, we'd rather not. We'd rather not. <laughs> well, going from uh testicles to to the world of phallic objects, a course about guessing the length of the hot dog. So you could probably <laughs> easily guess like six inches or foot longs. This is like really fine measurements. Or maybe you're like blindfolded and you got to eat the hot dog and then be like, how long was that hot dog? Get it down to like a millimeter. Exactly. <laughs> There's one like X-Men in the school who like that's their mutant powers. They can like <laughs> really, really accurately estimate hot dog leg. <laughs> but not lengths of anything else. Not anything else. And then finally, there's a super villain who's like made out of hot dogs and everyone's like, you're kind of relevant, but he still can't really do anything to fight him. <laughs> on, the, on the topic of relevant and hot dogs, mm-hmm. I had to do a wedding uh, out of town last weekend. We got there and we had the DJ there and the lighting people there and we hadn't eaten yet. And so the DJ was going to run out and grab everybody food. And it's a small town. There's really nothing around except for like one little convenience store diner kind of thing. And so we just get food from there. I order uh, a hot dog and some onion rings. Mm-hmm. And he gets back with the food. And I open up the container. And the hot dog is just a fucking wiener. <laughs> okay. There's no bun. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> There's no bun. No get bun, out. nothing. Get out. <laughs> the container was onion rings and a fucking wiener. That's not a hot dog. That is just straight up, by definition, not a hot dog. Ooh, it's not a hot dog without the bun, folks. That's you actually mind-blowing. It was fucking ridiculous. (laughs) So it was a convenience store that just doesn't, they don't do takeout normally or or what? No, they do. It's like a a proper restaurant too. I have no idea. That is actually mind blasting. Very weird. Very weird. Hot dog without the bun. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Well, from hot dogs to an entirely different kind of food, we got number three, okay? This is a test of an extremely esoteric subject called salad sniffing, where they blindfold you, put salads in front of you, and you have to identify all of the ingredients in the salad by smell alone. The salad sniffing exam. Very hard. I couldn't okay. do it. Could you do it? Uh, I could probably pick out radishes. <laughs> by smell, yeah. Yeah. I, I think strong. that like dressings would get really complicated. Oh yeah. Or, or what if you had to like get it down to the lettuce type? Like, can you tell iceberg from <laughs> romaine by smell? Shout us out in the comments if you can distinguish iceberg from romaine by smell. That'd be impressive. <laughs> Number two, a Pokemon licensing exam. 
but in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> to get licensed to carry Pokemon that don't exist. Exactly. Beautiful. Like, you can now be the world's greatest Pokemon trainer if All they were right. real. It's a very proactive license. Like we're just yeah. thinking maybe <laughs> just they will case. exist at some point. Someday, someday they'll be real. Someday they'll be real. Someone in their basement somewhere is praying. <laughs> Make them happy. All right. Number and the number one. one stupidest thing to have a test about math. <laughs> Thank <True>. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's my Beautiful. list. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I actually like math. I don't know. <laughs> that was all for the bait and the switch. You kids will never have be able to just walk around with a calculator in your pocket all day. We got it. Sweet. <laughs> Bitch, you thought. You kids will never have a calculator embedded inside your brain. But you that's going to come. Yeah, give it 20 years. All right. Pokemon? Oh, I guess so. No, really. Yeah, if we have to. <laughs> I do. Let, let's get into the Pokemon. That was my little you know, strange exploration of tests. So let's get into episode 58, the ultimate test. The ultimate test. test. So the gang and Todd are yeah, eating Todd's in a field. From last Todd's episode, he's the photographer who was creepy, but now's their best friend. Misty asks Ash if he will ever get another badge. Suggests that maybe he can get another gym leader to feel sorry for him. Sick bird. And get another badge that way. Got him. And that's what we were all thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's it was, what did we determine? One, two badges were fought and gotten properly? Yeah, which ones? I don't totally remember. Surge but... and Koga, I think? Yeah, Koga sounded right, yeah. Everything else was either pity or for some other reason that shouldn't have been allowed, It, it was whatever. usually like Team Rocket or someone like busting up yeah. the scene and then them mm-hmm. being like, eh. Just you yeah. can get a badge. Have whatever. a badge, whatever. <laughs> but Ash, Ash swears it's all skill. Misty's thinking, he, how much skill does it take to beat Team Rocket, though? <laughs> not and, a lot. And Team Rocket is listening from the bushes <laughs> like usual, and they just groan. They're like, ah, oh, she burnt us. <laughs> I don't think they're even shown like where they are. We just get like an insert shot of them being like, oh. <gasps> Yeah, maybe it's How like they, they sneezed from somewhere. Like they, yeah, they, knew they, they were just being felt a disturbance about. in the force. Exactly. Like someone else made a slightly fourth wall breaking joke with Misty kind of pointing out Ash's uh, blunders that the audience does. And, and Team Rocket has that like fourth wall sense. <laughs> someone else is touching the fourth wall. No one's allowed to touch the fourth wall but Except us. Except for us. So yeah, Ash challenges Misty to a battle. But Todd suggests that Ash take the Pokemon League's admissions exam, which... If successful, we'll earn you a Pokemon League badge. This, so this is, is a crazy. badge that uh, we don't see in the games, but we have some confirmation that uh, there may be more than eight badges in the Indigo League, and you only need to collect eight. Oh, so were you taking this to, to be like, this would count as one of the eight? Or yes. that you could take this instead of getting any badges? No, I took this to mean this would count as one of the eight. Oh, that would make more sense. I sort of thought because of some later connotations, like we'll see there's a joy in this episode talk about how it's a good alternative for people who can't travel. I was like, do they just like not need to do the badge thing? They can just like take a <laughs> test instead. That would seem such bullshit. Yeah, it's like uh, they should all just take this test. It didn't seem that hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so Ash is signing up for this admissions exam. They found the place. Meanwhile, we see off to the side, this strange looking woman is signing up as well. She's got some red hair tied up. 
Asha's a Who could this be? Who could it be? Shocker. She, she gives her age and profession as 17 and diva. <laughs> I liked that. Now, do we believe her when she talks about being 17? Because I've always thought of Team Rocket as being way older. Yeah, no, that was a lie. She's also like, yeah. okay, so this is Jessie. Spoilers. She's dressed in a disguise. <gasps> and she's, she's dressed as like a school girl. I think that's why she's claiming she's younger than she is. Because I think mm-hmm. Jessie's actually like early 20s. Yeah, I'm fairly confident Jesse is not 17. Who knows, though? The ages in this show are, are kind of weird Fucked anyways. Up. They're all over the place. <laughs> They're all over the place. And that's yeah. an anime problem, period. But yeah, so the other person we see here, and this is like, okay, so we're at the big like test uh, area, and the other person we see here is, uh, there's a Joy. Kind of it's in a the Joy. Background. Yeah. Nice yeah. Joy. <laughs> Nurse Joy. And so Brock wanders off. He's smitten, of course. I feel like it's been a bit since we had a, a Brock joy moment. Yeah, yeah, it has, actually. And uh, we learn from the uh, test dude, the instructor, the test giver, the... Yeah, I don't know what we want to call this guy. Yeah. So there's a guy who kind of runs the tests in, in the center, it seems like. And he has, like, a Russian accent. <laughs> the right? the so game master. Something like that, yeah. yeah. He has, like, some kind of... I don't even know if it's Russian, actually. It's just like a generically European act. It's like they mushed <laughs> together German, Russian, Norwegian. Like they made this like just like mm. European stamped accent. And and accents in Pokemon so bizarre. This one is, you know, up there with those. Yeah, I'm going to call him the Taskmaster. I kept writing him down as Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Taskmaster's cool. You know that that's a Marvel villain. The Taskmaster. I just know the like the UK game show. Oh, there you go. The celebrities. Go. So, yeah, a, a trainer's own Pokemon are not permitted in the exam. So Ash's Pokemon have to be surrendered to the Taskmaster. Seconded to Taskmaster. Where, hey, five Pokeballs, unlike last week where we saw he had six Pokeballs, and this is proper. He has five. He only has mm. five Pokemon on him. Mm. Good job. Mm. Good job, show. Misty's going to look after Pikachu during mm-hmm. all this. And so we, we, we punch out to a, a wider shot of of the center the brock and ash talking to joy and we see todd taking some pictures of the pokemon around just he's taking pictures <laughs> he's taking pictures of a weedle do you notice that this weedle was green i did notice that actually yeah mm-hmm. green weedle mm-hmm. and that's just in the background of one shot mm-hmm. maybe it's a shiny is that a shiny that is uh weedle shiny weedle is a weedle shiny is green oh my god <laughs> there yeah. you go todd found a shiny that's he why found he's a shiny a pokemon good job todd well done so the joy we met is uh, uh, the Fuchsia City joy, which makes sense because we never went to Fuchsia City. We never did find that. Right. We just saw Koga's gym, not the Koga's gym city. was in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Yeah. It's like a like a ninja palace, a ninja torture palace. But uh, this is the prettiest one yet, according to Brock, of course. Uh, she also has like this country accent that none of the other joys have had. Oh, I wonder if that is an adaptation of the... Uh... Of the Japanese one, because if if Fuchsia is supposed to be like old school Japan, right, like ninjas and and uh, samurai and that kind of stuff, she could have had like a like an Osaka dialect, which in anime when they translate it over, they sometimes use a bit of like a folksy or, or a, a southern accent. I don't know if they're equivalent, but like th- that is often how dubs portray it. So then James walks in. In a disguise, or I'm sorry, sorry, we don't know this James yet. Some um, <laughs> interesting fellow walks in with purple hair. Yeah. He is registering. He and this other woman that was registering earlier seem, seem to look at each other and they're like, oh, is that who I think that is? So yeah, Jesse and James are both signing up for this thing. They don't even recognize each other in their shit disguises. 
Not at first, anyways. No. <laughs> but we get their uh, their reasonings for wanting to sign up for this test. James has always wanted to be a Pokemon master. He says, I want to I wanna live my dream instead of my reality. I, I wrote that down as Deep. a sweet sentence with a Deep. fun line. And Jessie wants to add this to her resume, which I, I liked, okay? She's got a list of things already on her resume. I'm hoping you wrote that down. I did. She's Good. been an accomplished hostess, a florist, a costume designer, wine expert, beautician, style consultant, uh, but not Pokemon Master, so that's why she's here. Now, were these all throwbacks to other episodes? Um, I don't think I don't think we've seen them not as wine, wine expert, tasters. Yeah. No. Then Meowth butts in. Meowth wasn't even supposed to be here. He found them. Jesse and James gave them excuses as to why they weren't around today. Jesse said she had to be at her uncle's death, death's bed at, her, <laughs> yeah, at his bedside. Which is like, and Jesse would make up. Okay, this is actually in in character that Jesse's like cop out is something like really egregiously dark, like really mm-hmm. over the top, awful. Like is that that she had to see her like dying uncle? And James is like kind of stupidly innocent. He he told me out he had a dentist appointment. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't want to deal with me out. They distract him with a yarn ball. They throw it away. He's a cat. He goes after it, of course. Oh great, great. Love when Meowth is a cat. And we jump into the examination with this adorable little interstitial of Pikachu holding a sign that says exam number one. Yeah. Ah. So between every exam here, we get like, yeah, a, a little board. A Pikachu little posing with, a, with an exam I love sign. it. I liked it too. Yeah, I wrote that. All down. right. So we go into the exam. I have a game for you. <laughs> okay. We didn't get the answers to these questions in the show. So I'm going to ask you these questions. We're going to see if you get them right. Oh, you're going to ask me the questions that, that they had. Yeah. That they took. Yeah. Okay. 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 Question one. Lickitung's tongue is twice the length of its body. True or false? That is true. Ding, 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 ding. Now, Ash got it wrong, I noticed. Yes. He was like, I think it's longer. <laughs> Question two. Vulpix evolves only via Firestone. True or false? True. Correct. Oh, ding, 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 ding. And Ash got that one Crushing right. it. I'll, I'll yes. also say what is happening in the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so these questions are being launched at the. Well, they're sitting on. They're all sitting on computers, and basically, mm-hmm. they just they have. It's a computer with two buttons: a true button and a false button. <laughs> Question three: Hitmonlee is also known as the Punching Demon. True or false? False. That is Hitmonchan. Correct. Wow. And I got that one wrong. <laughs> Fucking. Of course he did. Of course he did. Question four: The only attack Magikarp originally knows is Splash. True or false? Ooh, uh, true. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, sweet. So at this point, they cut over to James, and uh, and he he does, I don't even know if he answers it. He's just enraged at the mention <laughs> of Magikarp. He has some rank PTSD. <laughs> yeah. Now, I believe we went over this in the, in the episode your friend Ryan joined us, but yeah, Magikarp only knows Splash, at least in Generation 1, I believe. Oh, no, it does learn Tackle at level 15, but originally, it only knows yeah, Splash. Yeah, I knew there was some technicalities there, yeah. but... but- Magikarp is being the splash only Pokemon. Yeah, has some truth. So, question five: Caterpie is the world's smallest Pokemon. True or false? So, uh, assuming that this is as of Gen One, I think it's true. <clears throat> oh, Incorrect. really? Really? In terms of Gen One Pokemon, Diglett is two inches smaller than Caterpie. Oh, there you go. Okay. And currently, the smallest Pokemon in existence is a tie between Joltik, Flabebe, Cutiefly, Comfey, Cosmoem, Sinistee, 
and a roaming form gimme ghoul all at four inches. You just made all of those names up on the fly. No, I did not. No, <laughs> those I did not. can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> you were like in the and the, the other Pokemon tied for the smaller star Flambe and Jimmy Jimmy Shorts Shorts <laughs> and <laughs> Flabebe. 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 Flambe and Jimmy Shorts Shorts. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Shorts Shorts. <laughs> But no, Diglett is the smallest generation one Pokemon. All right, well, I got that Not one Caterpie. wrong. How could you? But you know who's getting them all right in James's perspective is Jessie so far. True. It looks True. like at this point she's True. getting them all right. She's just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> she's guessing through on everyone. If I just guess at everyone, I'll get 50% of them correct. <laughs> Which, not the worst idea if you don't know anything. Yeah. yeah. But uh, final question. Coughing was first discovered in a public bathhouse. True or false? Okay, I heard this question and was like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, I guess I gotta take Jesse's thing and guess. Seems too bizarre to just make up. True. Um, I've got no idea. Yeah, it makes no yeah. sense, right? There's no lore <laughs> to back it. Okay. No, there's nothing in any Pokedex entry about a bathhouse. Well, what a random question, then. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the only mention of coughing being discovered in a bathhouse. And there's a, like a Pokemon card from the Team Rocket expansion that's, that claims it was the first discovered in a weapons factory. So no. who knows if this is a contradiction or if it's completely made up or if Bathhouse is actually true. I have no idea. Okay. Gotcha. So, we'll scrap that question because nobody it. knows. But that's all of the, <laughs> that's exam one for you. You got uh, four out of five. Not, yeah. not terrible. Not but, terrible. Uh, you better, better, will than, have to, <laughs> better than our heroes. You will have to rescind your fifty percent stake in the podcast. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> can I can I take the test again in the future? Uh, in one year, yes. Can I take a new test that you make up? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll start doing that more often because I think that's be funny. like, what is the Pokemon Flambe actually called? And I'll be like, ah, crap. Ah, shit. <laughs> you referred to this Pokemon as Jimmy Jimmy Short Shorts in the past. <laughs> Which one was it? I have no idea. I can't <laughs> even either. answer that right now. <laughs> I couldn't answer, and I'm looking at the Pokemon names I said. Someone listening might. <laughs> Can you stitch together my bizarre stream of consciousness? Thank you. Anyway, that was that was exam one. We move on to exam number two. QQ Pikachu. It's identify this Pokemon. Yeah. Who's identify. that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon And time. we see a black sphere. Who did you think this was? Now, this was the best bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> did you remember this bit? Because this is a pretty uh, infamous bit. I didn't when it started, and I did afterwards. Like, when, ah. like I, I did forget it, but I, I knew that there was going to be a trick, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I, I knew that much, but I did forget this. But then as soon as they revealed it, I was like, oh, I have, I have heard this before. So it's this black sphere. Ash thinks it's a Voltorb. James says it's a Pokeball. Jesse claims it is an Electrode. We get the reveal. What is it? Jigglypuff, as seen from above. <laughs> <laughs> That's such bullshit. <laughs> yeah, such bullshit. This is like, okay, flashback to all those tests that you're like, this is just trying to get me. This isn't trying yeah. to teach me. <laughs> this, is, this is that test I took in English 100. In universe, in actual university, where it was a multiple choice quiz, quiz, and every single answer was A. What? <laughs> yeah, the teacher actually did that. Oh my god! To make everybody second guess themselves, it was great. I loved it. I, I definitely had some, yeah, like memories of testing in in this next question. If you want to go into that one, so we get 
Uh, a photo of another Pokemon. We've zoomed in really far on a Pokemon. Who is that Pokemon? All we see is this black swirl. James thinks it's the uh, shell of an Ammonite. Jesse Good. thinks it's an Arbok, all coiled up. Pretty and dumb. Ash, Ash thinks about it for a second. He says, oh, that's Poliwag, which makes sense. No, he says Poliwhirl. The answer is Poliwag. And, and this is where the instructor, the taskmaster, is like, and obviously, clearly, everybody knows <laughs> that the swirl changes direction. And that gave me flashbacks because I remember like some math classes in university where the professor would always like be doing these proofs and then he would go, and thus, obviously, the answer becomes this. And you're sitting there yes. like, what the fuck was obvious about that? You were just like yes, writing on the board for like for sure. 20 minutes and then you said <laughs> clearly... And then wrote a little square. It's proven. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? What's interesting about the dub compared to the original Japanese version is that this slide and the Vulpix slide from earlier are different in the Japanese version. They're completely Ooh. different. The, the Japanese version of the uh, Vulpix question talks about Ninetales lives for a thousand years, Wartortle lives for ten thousand years, true or false. And then it got swapped to Vulpix evolves with the Firestone. Oh. And then this Poliwag slide, the question remains the same. But in the English version, the slide afterwards shows a Poliwrath instead of a Poliwhirl. Mm. In the Japanese version, it does show a Poliwhirl as it's supposed to. Oh, okay. But those, uh, those two slides in the Japanese had Japanese characters on them. Oh, so they like writing. Them. So they just redid them, yeah. And for some reason, didn't do them in the same way. So the the test is getting quite a bit harder. <laughs> yeah. no, they they jumped to question fifteen now. <laughs> oh, did they? I yeah. did not miss that. So it's a what Pokemon does this tail belong to? It's zoomed in real far. It's a bunch of fire. Ash thinks, ooh, that's either a Charmander, or Charmeleon, or Charizard. So I'm gonna go with Charmander. Ah, Ash, it's Ponyta. Ponyta. Come this on. is where Jesse absolutely loses. She it. has had enough. Huge vein popping out of her head. She's like, "These are stupid questions. How do they show that someone's actually knowledgeable about Pokemon?" It's mean calculus. How am I ever going to use this in real life? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's that's a whole debate we can get into. <laughs> I will never use <laughs> it in the real purpose life. Purpose of education. Some people may. I will not. But there was always that one kid who has a problem with it, and that's Jesse. Mm. <laughs> She's like, when am I going to have to know what Jigglypuff looks like from above? <laughs> no, just wait. Maybe in a yeah, few that episodes, one might we'll actually see. come in handy, yeah. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> well, Testmaster gives her a bit of philosophy. He says, we got to understand all aspects of the Pokemon to truly understand Pokemon. And she just looks at him, goes, fuck you. And she leaves. <laughs> yeah, she he kicks her out. Flips the bird on both hands. And <laughs> Eat my ass. He <laughs> kicks her out. She's gone. Ash says that her her attitude seems familiar. Mm. Ooh, I wonder. So the scores are in for the first two exams. We see Joy is near the top. Ash is certain he'll be up there too. We look down the list. Ooh, Ash is in the bottom two with James. With James and then Jesse who got zero for getting expelled. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get it though. He's like, oh, who's, who ever needs to know this? It's all about battles. Which When has Ash ever been like, oh, Pokemon's all about battles? I mean, he loves battles, but like he understands the purpose of, you know, connecting with your Pokemon and actually treating them like a, like a friend. Oh, totally. Come totally. on, Ash. I, I think that he does have this perspective that knowledge of Pokemon is irrelevant as long as you believe it. <laughs> as long as you use the big moves, just use Thunder over and over again, you'll win, right? This is a classic Shonen protagonist where they're kind of dumb, but they just have so much heart. Mm -hmm. And so exam number three, cute Pikachu. It is battle times. Ash's favorite time of the day. It's time for some battles. 
We see Joy with a Squirtle taking down a Charmander. Brock wants photos of this fight. He wants 8x10 glossies and wallet-sized photos. Oh, yeah, he's just... From Todd. Ho- he's horning out. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> and then it's James versus the Taskmaster. James has a Pikachu. And hey, James knows all of Pikachu's attacks because he's been hit with all of them oh, multiple times. <laughs> yeah, so these are the randomly selected Pokeballs, right? Like, yes. These are their own Pokemon. And he's like, oh, good, a Pikachu. I can't, I, we can't lose. I've been destroyed by Pikachu so often. <laughs> Je- Jesse in the crowd thinks that's kind of pathetic. But, you know, he's got a point. James has a yeah, point. Yeah. But the Taskmaster has a Graveler. James <laughs> does not over, understand man. does not understand type matchups. He goes for a Thunderbolt. It does nothing. Graveler launches at the Pikachu, takes him out, and the Taskmaster belts out, Electricity doesn't work on rock Pokemon. Incorrect. Minus one point. Incorrect. Doesn't work on ground Pokemon. Oh, rock takes neutral minus damage. Minus one point against you, Taskmaster. <sighs> Graveler is a rock ground type, though, so that, that makes sense, but it's ground type Pokemon that don't take effect from Electric. Minus so James, two points, Taskmaster. So James comes up with his plan. He sends out his other two Pokemon. He has a Charizard and an Ivysaur. And then he gets expelled because you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. So James and Jesse are basically both in like, fuck you, man mode, like mm-hmm. scorched earth. So it's Ash's Weezing and the Taskmaster's Flareon next up. Ash sees the Weezing come out. He's like, oh, man, really? <laughs> A Weezing? Even you really have to do this? in the crowd is like, that's bad. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Flamethrower from the from the uh, Flareon misses multiple times. Ash has Weezing smog it up. The flamethrower connects with the smog. It makes a big explosion, but doesn't really do anything. No. And then she leers at him. Ash has Weezing go for the smoke screen and tackle. Takes out the Flareon. Easy peasy. Team Rocket's taking notes, though. Yeah, like, so that's how you do it. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Good play. So now the Taskmaster has a Jolteon. Ash sends out his second Pokemon. It's an Arbok. Ooh, we got a pattern emerging. <laughs> yeah, we got some good music here, too. Oh, this is, yeah. This is, is this fun the scoring. battle music kicking in? So he tries to think of Arbok's attacks, but Jolteon's <laughs> charging in. He remembers, He's like, ooh. huh? What? Like, ooh, Glare. He uses Glare, freezes Jolteon. He tries to wrap it up, but Jolteon has spikes Ash forgot about, which poke Arbok. Killing him instantly, essentially, <laughs> because Jolteon then fries it with the thunder. This is the kind of thing that, you know, I would see as a kid and, and would want those sort of mechanics carried over into the RPG, like carried over into the games. That doesn't translate, though, right? Like you could rap a Jolteon. Yeah, not in this scenario. There are abilities. Yeah, and that kind of flavored it up later, which seems like. Yeah, like there's an ability called Rough Skin that some Pokemon have where if you make physical contact, it'll damage you. Oh, great. But uh, Jolteon doesn't have that. Ah, specifically boo so it comes down to the final match it's uh vaporeon versus ash's third pokemon it's meowth and our meowth in the crowd hey meowth good luck good luck <laughs> good luck great <laughs> i love that isn't it weird to see a meowth like not speaking english oh super weird and that's why so I, like, strange. Our, our, I also like how our meowth though kind of likes trying to be friends with all the other meowths mm-hmm. but the other meowths are like they're cats. Yeah. <laughs> but, and he's like, hey, what do you do about your taxes? <laughs> and they're like, just like licking. your 401k yet? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, Meowth, how'd you get your T4s? <laughs> <laughs> he tells Ash to use Fury Swipes. Ash is like, wait, who's that? I don't know who that was. <laughs> yeah. He t- sends out the Vaporeon. Yeah, because Ash is like, ah, I don't know any Meowth's moves. And Meowth, yeah. our Meowth in the crowd Fury is like, swipes. it's Fury Swipes. <laughs> <laughs> So he has me out go for Fury Swipes, 
but Vaporeon ice beams it in midair, freezes him in place. That's a loss. Meowth is pissed off that he would let this happen to another Meowth. It's not okay. <laughs> Look not what okay, you Ash. did! He jumps Look in just, and he's fury swiping Ash's face. How could you treat a fellow Meowth that way? So the Taskmaster sees this Meowth that can speak English. He's like, ooh, I want to catch that. <laughs> and he goes for the Pokeball when Jesse and James intercept with the rental Pokemon. Yeah, and a vine just whoops, swaps the, the ball away. And it's time for the motto. Ah, boring. Which is sl- slightly different. I kind of liked the opening. They're like, yeah. prepare yourself for trouble. I'd suggest you make that double. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That's Ooh. A good one. Yeah. <laughs> but it takes Ash till now. He's like, oh, it's Team Rocket. Oh. What was the giveaway, Ash, this time? He the talking Meowth? <laughs> the talking <laughs> Meowth? He, he was a little bit cluing in about Jesse's attitude. <laughs> not, <laughs> not the looks, not the voice. The At attitude. least this time, Jesse's hair was up and not like flowing out in the giant fucking yeah, spiral. Not a crescent moon is. of a yeah. hairdo. <laughs> so Team Rocket commands the Pokemon, the rental Pokemon, to attack the gang and the Taskmaster. But the Taskmaster tells him, hey, uh, Turn around, do it to them. And they're like, okay. And they blow him out of the fucking field. About face. Attack Team Rocket. <laughs> and then Ash is like, oh, I get it, because you're the trainer. <laughs> Didn't we, like, just learn this last episode? <laughs> and then the Ash, Ash sends in his rental wheezing and causes an Kaboom. explosion. And boom. Huge hole in the ground. Team Rocket's blasting off again. Quickly resolved. Due to the intrusion of Team Rocket, the exam must start over from the beginning. Which In I other words, we ran out of time and we don't care about <laughs> this arc, so let's move along. <laughs> so let's just get out of here. Ash ain't gonna take the take the test again, though. He's uh he's learned that he's an absolute imbecile and is not gonna ever pass this test in a million years. He needs to just fake it till he makes it. And yeah. so he's going to go off back to Cinnabar and we see Todd come in with Team Rocket's Meowth. He's like, oh, this Meowth got hurt in the explosion. What are we ever going to do? And the Taskmaster realizes it's talking Meowth. He's like, oh, my God, I'm going to keep this Meowth for myself. <laughs> yeah, so we've left our Meowth with the Taskmaster, I guess. But no, he's going to he's going to run away. But so but what's where's happening the rental with Team Rocket? Yeah. The rental Meowth is with Team Rocket. And they're like, Meowth, why won't you say anything? And we get some really nice, like, uh, spaghetti Western music during this part. Did we? Yeah, I noted that down. You caught the battle mm. music. I caught the Spaghetti Western yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> so yeah, the Meowths are switched off, and that's the episode. Yes, yes. Yeah, fun one, fun one. Having fun the tests. Yeah, yeah. Literary hour time. Hit it. So I'm using tvtropes.org to help with some of my research uh, this week, uh, because we are really just in the world of like fairly tropey stuff, you know, really, really kind of TV schlock kind of things, but did try to find some books that it would would apply to. So literary, this is where I try to compare the plotter, the themes to uh, some kind of story, some kind of themes from from a book. Sometimes, Sometimes I have to go to movies, sense. TVs, blah, blah, blah. It's usually a huge stretch. Sometimes... Sometimes we learn something about ourselves, but rarely. Uh, so, Sometimes you learn that I haven't read a very famous book. Uh, I know you read Harry Potter. <laughs> That's about it. And all you had to say was, I read that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. There's a whole bunch of tropes about taking tests in various forms. Uh, a lot of times the trope is that the test is like the end-all be-all. And it kind of seemed like it was setting that up at the very start but no this is more like the inept aptitude test trope which is where the kid takes a test 
thinks at first that it's something that they should excel at, and then uh, it does not go at all how they thought it would. Mm -hmm. And Ash totally bombs this. So it's kind of like that. For a book, I found an Isaac, Isaac Asimov's story called Profession, where eight-year-olds, they go, they learn to read, and then their brains are tested for aptitude when they're eight. And then they're tested again when they're 18. And they, basically a, a computer algorithm looks at the signs from their brain from when they're eight when they're eight, and when they're 18 and has a profession assigned for them. And the character of this story, you know, insists, insists that he is going to become a computer programmer and the computer determines that he has a feeble mind and needs to be sent to a government home for feeble-minded people. So the computer Oof. can can uh, assess that you are are useless. <laughs> and Oof. then uh, there's more to it, though, uh, that's kind of marked as a spoiler, but it, it, it looks like that is actually a front and, and there's... Uh, there's more to it. Anyways, Aww. using that as sort of the inept aptitude test, which, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure you've seen stuff in television. You know, I feel like this is like a Disney Channel sitcom kind of plot, <laughs> that sort of thing, where they take a test and totally bomb it and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 You want to rate w it? One, one day I'll get you to say something other than just, <laughs> all right. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. Tests. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's rate it. All right, so this is the four part, the plastic ping pong picture of objective rankings, where we draw two different categories and rank the episode based on that. What is our first category, Kellum? Our first category will be new characters falling in surprise and embarrassment. That's mine. Let's take a look to see through our notes here. I can think of two already. Ooh. Okay, that's pretty good. There was the Jigglypuff question. Oh, yeah. There's a Jigglypuff scene from above. Well, they fall great, out of their chairs. That's a great use. That's a great one. Very good, very good. When the Taskmaster says that it's a polywhirl, not a polyweg, there's a fall, another fall. Okay. Um, well, Those aren't bad. That might be it for this one. There were a couple more in the next episode, I think I noted, but... Mm. Okay. I believe that is it for Solid for use one. of the trope. Very good solid joke. use gonna of the trope. going to go with a seven. Yeah, I was thinking seven as well. All right. Category number two... Will be Ash Moron Moments. This is a good one for that. Uh, wow. The whole episode is an Ash Moron Moment. The whole moment. episode is an Moron Yeah, what you said. <laughs> what was that sentence that just came out of your mouth? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it was beautiful. Words have been very hard today. <laughs> We're deconstructing them, and now we'll do the podcast using only <laughs> non-word sounds. And you, the listener, have to try to interpret that as meaning. I did like a three and a half hour Pikmin no death stream today, and I have lost all mental capacity. As well as all your Pikmin. Hey, oh. Yeah, hey. <laughs> no, none of my Pikmin. It's a zero death oh, challenge. Oh, Come sweet. On. So you succeeded. No, I lost. Oh, no, you I, lost. I, I, I had to reset a lot. Anyway, Ash Moron moments. The whole um, episode. The whole episode. There, he can't recognize James and Jesse as per usual. <sighs> oh, yeah, um, that's great. That's great. He, and like him, him trying to answer the questions was kind of funny. Him yeah, forgetting he gets, what moves our buck has. He gets the Lickitung question wrong, the Hitmonlee question wrong, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Doesn't get the Jigglypuff right or the Swirl right. I mean, the Jigglypuff one is tough. Yeah, that one's <laughs> fair. <laughs> but he's literally classified as, like, the second biggest moron in the class, so. ah, Legally. Yeah. So, so I think, this yeah, is I was thinking, I was thinking, like, ten. Oh, I go it's, like, it's a big, it's a big moron moment. Well, you know what? You, you, you're right. I'll go with 10, too. I Ooh, mean, he, 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 he's like bottom of the class. I don't know. 
It's like, not only is a moron, he's like a quantified moron. Wow. Sorry, Ash. So 10 and 7, that is 8.5. Excellent episode. Oh, really top one. That is the best episode since I don't Tower even know Terror. when. Probably Tower of Terror, yeah. Which Incredible. is objectively the best episode ever. It's a 10 out of 10 episode. Yeah. Well, you know what might not be a 10 out of 10 episode? Probably isn't. <laughs> the breeding breeding center secret. secret. <laughs> this one is this one's okay. This one's fine. It's got some funny stuff, but it's a little weird. So we're uh, we're taking a break in some city. No idea where. Uh, Todd is break. doing a photo f- photo sesh with Togepi. Very adorable though. I, I did like this. Yeah, and Todd's into it. Cool shot. But yeah, just missing Togepi hanging out. And we get the most important information we've ever had in this <laughs> the show. Pokemon weather update. Weather update. Okay, so it's clear and sunny with highs in the high 70s. It's a beautiful day outside. Perfect Did that trigger day. you that apparently Kanto uses Fahrenheit? <laughs> <laughs> I know probably some of our listeners are American, but in Canada we use Celsius, and that was like uh, a, a little bit Not surprising. just in Canada, literally everywhere fucking else in the world uses Celsius. <laughs> there you go. Called out America. Fuck you, America. I heard, I heard someone on a stream the other day, like on Twitch, talking about how they were like okay with like the metric system, but that they actually thought Celsius was stupid because they're like Fahrenheit just so makes stupid. sense. Zero is cold and a hundred is warm. It's and 100% everything in between warm out there. <laughs> and then the person, <laughs> the European, sense. answered back, being like, "But uh, you know, the the temperature of freezing water doesn't mean anything to you." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, uh. <laughs> oh, to, to be to be fully transparent and fair about it, we do in Canada kind of use a mix. Yeah, yeah. Like a we use bit, we use Celsius for high, outside high. temperature. We use Fahrenheit for like our ovens. Yeah, we use Fahrenheit it's for kind of weird, which is really weird. But it, I think it's just because like recipes are all in American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking American-centric recipe books. My my parents actually will switch between Celsius and, and Fahrenheit seamlessly. They will talk about outside temperature in Celsius and the temperature inside their house in Fahrenheit, which is bizarre. <laughs> yes, yes. You listen, sometime, maybe you'll notice this about my parents. They'll be like, oh, what's the temperature outside? Oh, it's like 25. Oh, it's pretty nice. And they'll be like, what'd you set the inside at? And they'll be like, oh, 71. <laughs> that sounds seamlessly. hot. They That's won't even hot. clarify the units. They'll just seamlessly. <laughs> it's the surface of the sun inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> after this weather update, I think we spend a lot longer on the weather update it's than we needed to. It's the little things like that that really <laughs> catch me. I was like, Capto uses Fahrenheit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so after this uh, this weather update, we get the uh, an advertisement for the five star breeding center. Ooh, Ooh, it's fancy. This woman's on the television being like, oh, we can evolve your Pokemon. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I didn't write any of it down. Why fuss? Bring Pokemon to us. We learned that a, a breeding center raises Pokemon for kids who can't raise their own. So this is more the equivalent of a daycare in the games. Yeah, I was going to ask you this. This is there is an in-game sort of thing. Like yeah, this, right. And I believe in the original Japanese, it's referred to as a daycare and not a breeding center. Okay, breeding center is a weird phrase. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they, they didn't call it daycare, because yeah. like, I feel like that makes more sense. And then even in the episode, they have to explain a lot. They're like, they say breeding center, and then they got to be like, well, it's really more of a Pokemon spa. Okay, then just call it a Pokemon spa. Like, <laughs> I don't really understand. Oh, we're just going to take our Pokemon down to the local Pokemon brothel. Yeah. <laughs> the local fucking okay. suck shack. <laughs> the local come and go. Oh, gross. <laughs> That's... That is a nasty one. 
they do say this. The only really thing, the other thing to to take from this ad for the place is that they say Pokemon love power a lot in the ad. Yeah, in the Japanese version, it, I was looking this up. It uh, it's left nameless in the dub. In the Japanese version, it is given the name Big Sis's Daycare. <laughs> Big Sis's Daycare. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not a not a brothel, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, fortunately. <laughs> yeah, Dude, sure. Whatever. You, the whatever way you say. this filler's going, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if there's an episode <laughs> about that. Yeah, they go to the this breeding center. Uh, it's very busy. Brock fawns over the woman he saw in the ad, who is who's out front now. And there's also a guy too, and they use love power for love to power. raise these Pokemon. Misty is immediately suspicious. Yeah, she she's uh, getting in there. She's a little aggressive. Wait, what's with all these customers? So she's going to leave Psyduck at the breeding center because this is the only way to test if this is actually a legitimate breeding center. Because if they can make Psyduck good, then, it, then it's legit. And if not, then it's bad place. And the woman looks at Psyduck and she's like, oh my god, these eyes are so bright and shiny like ping pong balls. And she's like, yeah, I wish I had a paddle. <laughs> I would knock some common sense into its empty head. And the woman's like, looks intelligent to me. And they all fall over. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So yeah, Misty wants Psyduck to be completely changed. Which, Misty, haven't you learned to love Psyduck for who he is? Yeah, there is something a little weird here. Like, Ash even accuses her, like, you're just trying to abandon Psyduck. And she's (laughs) like, no, I want the best for him. But, eh, not not so sure. I think the best for him would be releasing him and not have to put up with her abuse. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they're walking down the street and they see a restaurant. It's called Restaurant Hungry. Oh, great sign. name, great name. <laughs> but there's an ad out front. It is all you can eat for free, Ooh. which is a horrible business model. There must be a catch, Kellen. There is a catch. Oh, the chef comes out. He's like, oh, the buffet is free on one condition. You have to bring me my favorite Pokemon. Would you say this guy has a Texan accent? <laughs> I think he's I don't to... remember. <laughs> he, he had like this really like Southern accent. He looked kind of like a French chef stereotypically, mm-hmm. though. Like, mustache in the hat, but he's like, y'all just show me my favorite Pokemon you can eat here for free, yeehaw! In the original Japanese, back to that, uh, this is a one-day event and not a normal thing, which is never kind of noted in the dub. We're meant to believe this is kind of That would make more sense about, like, that that would contextualize Misty's desperation. This is supposed to be, like, the uh, anniversary of the opening, so it's a, a free promotion. And so, yeah, Ash sends out all of his Pokemon... Nope, Except none of Charizard them. Except again. Yeah, he's None smart. of them. None of them are the chef's favorite. Brock doesn't have it, nor does Misty. He shows them a picture of his favorite Pokemon. It's Psyduck! Whoa! And the picture <laughs> is a picture of Psyduck that Todd took, apparently. And it's of a Psyduck, like, posing. Like, Draw me like, like one of your French, French girl. girls. Yeah, that's what I wrote down, too. <laughs> Psyduck French girl mode. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he claims... Psyduck is the greatest thing since the invention of the microwave oven. (laughs) Exactly. So the gang's going to go back and get Psyduck, but the breeding center is closed. But Misty ain't going to wait for her ice cream. Oh, yeah. The chef was apparently waiting for a delivery of 50 gallons of ice cream, (laughs) and Misty wants to eat all of it and then die from some kind of dairy poisoning. So they need to get this today. So they're going to break in the back way to the breeding center. Break in. They open the door. It's a very posh looking place. And they walk around. They open up a room. It's very dark. They light it up a little bit. And they see cages filled with Pokemon. Very sad looking Pokemon. Super sad looking. So they've just like stuffed these Pokemon into little crates. And they find Psyduck. 
And he, something looks really wrong with Psyduck. He looks like he's gotten some real bad Botox. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. His like eyes are like up. But they just took some scotch tape and, and pulled the eyes up to make him look bad. I yeah, it sounds like they they were trying to make him look smarter because he's like looking kind of dopey all the time or something. I don't really know, but uh, the gang is like, this is this is stupid. And so we, we go to the owners who are the, the two we saw before. They say they're going to pick the choice Pokemon and ship them out to the boss. Right. We believe we believe in love power, but that's because we love power. Whoa. <laughs> I thought for a second that this was Jesse and James in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, their it disguises are not that it good. It is not. It is not. Yeah, I know. I'm like, wow, they really level up their disguises. <laughs> so Todd's going to snap some photos for evidence, and uh, we get the reveal. The boss that they're going to ship Pokemon to is Giovanni. This is dun, Team dun, Rocket. Dun. So this is Team Rocket. It's just not our Team not Rocket. Not our Team Rocket, yes. He wants them to ship all the Pokemon to him, and he'll pick them out for himself. He thanks them for their work, unlike those other imbeciles, Jesse and James. So we get that full reveal that, yes, this is Team Rocket. They all know each other. We learned these two are named Butch and Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. So Todd's an idiot. He's taking pictures, but he has his flash on. Mm-hmm. You don't. The flash is going to be too noticeable. Just turn your exposure way up, Todd. Yeah, Come so on, Butch is going to check it out. And Butch is this, this like, really low it's voice. He's smoker's voice. He's a smoker. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. He's a chain smoker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he is a chain smoker. So he goes and he uh, he finds the source of this flashing, which Pikachu has put himself into a cage and is letting off sparks. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's oh, just it's a Pikachu. Pikachu. So they need to, to get out of there. But Misty does not want to leave without Psyduck. Yeah. Now, does she suddenly care about Psyduck or she just won that ice cream? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that probably the ice we cream. All scream for ice cream, Misty. So then uh, suddenly the window pops open. Our Team Rocket bust in they're gonna steal all these pokemon that are already stolen and are going to their boss <laughs> yeah so they're sneaking in well they, they haven't been told about they this don't plan. know that this is they don't know <laughs> that this is a scam they just want to steal from the <laughs> the seemingly legitimate business so they're sneaking in quite as a mouse did you say meowth now oh, shut up meowth and and here Meowth tells James, he says, Quiet James Bond. <laughs> he, he refers to him as James Bond. James Bond is is canon, canon. in the Pokemon universe. <laughs> what uh what Pokemon partner would team would uh, James Bond have? Uh something really sleek, something British. Is there like a British looking Pokemon? <laughs> Is there a um, Union Jack Pokemon? <laughs> well, the uh, eighth generation was in uh, Europe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in a uh, like Sword region. and Shield. Let me uh, let me take a look through those Gen Eight Pokemon. See if anything stands out here. Yeah, I, I'm probably because of recency bias, but you know, I could see a Psyduck wearing a, a tux and just looking <laughs> great. A tux and having a, a silence Walter PPK, and he would just look slick. Um, let's give James. Bond a yamper. Okay, what is a yamper? I will send you a photo. Now, I've never seen a James Bond movie, so I don't know how this is. Okay. I just think okay. You've it's cute. Okay, you never seen a single James Bond movie? I just movie? think it's cute to give him an electric corgi. Oh, yeah, there you go. A corgi would be uh, would be fitting. He's like <laughs> looking after for the queen. Yeah. <laughs> it's on loan. Yeah, but no, I've never seen a James Bond movie. Wow. Um, yep. I mean, I don't know if they'd really be your thing, so that's fine. But there's just so many of them. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. So my dad is such a rabid fan. I feel like we've like put them on and you've been around. <laughs> so no, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, okay. 
Well, the, the gang comes up on our Team Rocket from behind, spooking them. And they're, they're trying to convince them to help them get all the Pokemon out of here. Because they're like, this is bad. This is, we're all in trouble here if you, don't, if you don't help us. But James won't shut his mouth. He's being way too loud. This warns Butch and Cassidy. They come out and they confront them. They do their own motto. Oh, yes. Now, did you write this down? Yes, I do okay. have it. Do you, do you want to do the Cassidy and I'll do the Butch? Uh, sure. Who starts? <laughs> Cassidy starts. <laughs> okay. Prepare for trouble. And make it double. To infect the world with devastation. To blight up people in every nation. To denounce the goodness of truth and love. To extend our wrath to the stars above. Cassidy. And Butch, of course. (laughs) We're Team Rocket circling Earth all day and night. Surrender to us now or you will surely lose the fight. That's right. (laughs) Except it's Eradicator's coming. Except Eradicator pops up and just snarls. No, he says, he says, Sundance, kid. <laughs> he says, Sundance powers activate. <laughs> Our Team Rocket is very annoyed at this. They're like, we, we spent months looking for a slogan to snatch. Get yeah, like, your own motto. Yeah, sn- snipe your own slogan. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so you learn that Cassidy knows Jesse. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, it's been a while. Uh, Jesse claims that Cassidy's just been always jealous of her because Jesse's so beautiful. Just jealous of my beauty. Because Jesse's head, Jesse has the biggest head, and it has to be that way in order to hold all that hair. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a structurally sound head. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so they beg Butch and Cassidy to forget all of this happened because uh, they're worried about getting kicked off the team because they're interfering in another Team Rocket's shenanigans. Yeah, they realize what happened right now. They're like, yeah. okay, <laughs> ah, forget shit. this happened. We're stealing from you. And so during all this, the gang runs. Butch and Cassidy go after them. But then Team Rocket runs. And James James is like, wait, 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 wait. I left a weeping bell here the other day. What? <laughs> yeah, we're this, okay, so... so this was a surprise. I didn't know what this was about. Either. <laughs> yeah, this sent me into another fucking rabbit hole like Lickitung did. Oh, okay. Where I was like, oh my God, is this out of order again? It's not. This is normal. This is how it's supposed to be. Just that he randomly has a weeping bell. Sometime between like Princess versus Princess and now. He caught a weeping bell off screen well, and left it him. at this at this breeding center. <laughs> but the breeding center actually worked because now it's a victory bell. I thought yeah. this was a scam center. No, this is it worked. <laughs> they just ran a good business too. Well, I'm, well, I mean, weeping bell is easy to evolve. It's just a leaf stone, so they could fake that kind of easily. Like, oh my god, it evolved. We did so Cost well. Money. Just, uh, here's a oh, fucking that's rock. True. That's true. So yeah, and now victory it's a victory bell, bell. Just immediately eats James. He just yep. devours him, uh, skin, the bones, the whole bit. James is dead and spits out the uniform. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's nothing anymore. The gang, except Misty and Pikachu, get trapped in a cage as they're trying to run out. So uh, Pikachu and Misty hide. Butch takes away Todd's camera. How could he? And the police come and they take the gang and Team Rocket away to jail. Misty now has to find a way to prove their innocence. Yeah, this is actually kind of a neat subplot that just doesn't, you know, it resolves very quickly because it's yeah, just it's a, a 22 minute episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like this whole thing of like the gang kind of in jail and, and now Misty and Pikachu need to prove their innocence. <laughs> I am very kind of sick of this trope, though, of. Someone gets framed for something that could be very easily disproven if the cops just listen to them. But they're just well, like, no, you're true. the you're <laughs> the criminal. You did a bad thing. We know this for a fact. 
typical cops, am I right? Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) So she's going to prove their innocence by showing them the photos of the back room that Todd took on the camera. But she has to get the camera back in order to do that. So she goes back to get her Psyduck in a disguise, better disguise than Team Rocket ever has. And she has Pikachu jump in to search the building. For well, the camera. Her disguise is like a hat and up. like a bunny hug and some jeans or something, isn't it? Well, at least her hair is like covered. Ah. Unlike some people. That's true. That's true. We see Pikachu running through the building looking for this camera. He finds it. He finds it. He comes back to Misty, pokes her on the leg. He's like, hey, hey, I'm here. Yeah, and they run out. So so Misty's got Psyduck too. And they leave back at the station. Victory Bell eats James again. He's, yeah, he's dead. He's dead again. The <laughs> James Death Counter number two. This is this is gonna be very recurring for uh Yeah, this is just gonna be whole a trope, series, right? That he gets really? eaten by Victory Bell like all the time. <laughs> Not just Victory Bell. This happens uh through other regions and other Pokemon. This is a very, oh. very recurring James gag. Oh, that James gets eaten. Yeah. Or yeah. hurt in some way by his own Pokemon. It's great. I love it. And so she comes, Misty barges in with the photos, shows them the photos. Here, this will prove their innocence. And Jesse, Jenny looks at me and like, oh, these are adorable. I love these. <laughs> and it's the cute photos Todd took earlier. Uh, and then uh, she swaps out the photos, shows Jenny. Jenny realizes she has been duped and that the breeding center really are the bad guys. Team Rocket, our Team Rocket. It's like, yeah, see, we're the good guys. We did the thing. And Misty's <laughs> like, no, they broke in to steal the Pokemon, too. They fall over. Great beautiful yeah there's this whole thing that's that's about them uh you know team rocket trying to be good and bad at the same time like when they're originally getting arrested okay and jenny's like hauling them all into jail and the the gang like ash and brock are are like those guys are the crooks not us we're innocent and like those guys are the crooks not us and meowth goes speak for yourself (laughs) (laughs) and so jenny and the gang confront (laughs) okay so peek behind the curtain here when I'm doing my notes on, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm typing my notes up, I do not backspace. I just fucking go for it. I write as fast as I can to nice, keep up nice. with the episode. And yep. so my notes are wrought with spelling errors. They are a disaster. Very and nice. so I'm just going to, I'm just going to read you um, word for word with this next sentence. It says, uh, Jenny and the gang confront bitch and Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I missed the you there. <laughs> We're bringing you down, bitch. <laughs> Fuck oh, and you. you. Oh, and you, Butch. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, Bitch, Bitch, Cass- bitch and Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> bitch and Cassidy try to make a run for it. But Ash, this is a really cool moment. I like this. Ash has Bulbasaur vine, th- vine whip them in like a coil. And then we get like a quick transition. Boom, boom, boom. They're in ropes of the same kind of coil. I thought that was actually a really neat transitional moment. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, so that's them getting thrown kind of in the back of a, a cop. A vehicle, I guess, or or the jail, and uh, and they just go. They they give one last love power, love power being destroyed, and they go driving off again. And now Team Jenny's Rocket number two gets driven off again. And now Jenny's going to return all the Pokemon to their rightful owners, and the gang goes back to the buffet where Misty is eating a ton of ice cream. Oh yeah. While Jesse and James are st- currently still stuck in jail, and they are currently digging their way out. Yeah, they're, they're pulling a Shawshank Redemption here, just burrowing out of the jail. Uh, because and the reasons that they hate the jail, jail are funny. They're like, there's no mirrors in here. It's horrible. Ah, uh, superficiality. It's always going to be their downfall. But man, can they dig. They're just burrowing out of mm-hmm. there like, so quickly. So at a fork in the road, 
The gang is uh, still moving to Cinnabar, but Todd is planning to go up the mountains to take more photos of Pokemon. So they say goodbye. This is the last we'll see of Todd Snap, I believe. See you, Todd. From what I know. Bye, Todd. You were here. <laughs> you were you a were character. You were weird, and then you were fine. <laughs> yeah, you uh, existed in the show for a few episodes, and that's that's what I'll say. Well, end of the episode, the gang, the gang is walking down the path. We see below them, Team Rocket is still digging right underneath their feet. Yeah, they're Shawshanking so fast. Mm-hmm. They could just, like, pop up, you know, if they wanted to, but whatever. <laughs> Team James... Rocket used dig. Team Rocket's dig attacked on the second round. James notes, I can't see a foot in front of my face. With Meowth uh, come, hits the comeback. If you don't stop squawking, you'll see a foot in front of your face. Mine! Wow, oh, Meowth. Oh, good Meowth. one. Oh, roasted. I do and like your the Meowth episode. Uh, impression. My Meowth is getting a lot better, I think. <laughs> it's very good, yeah. <laughs> That's the episode. All, All right, right. Hit me with, a, hit me with, with a book great... I don't know. <laughs> the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a book? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> There's a, a novel. I, I believe it, it came first. I don't know the whole history of that, but I think it's a novel first. Okay, so the trope that I'm uh, learning about this week is called Make Way for the New Villains. That's not totally true because Team Rocket, our Team Rocket, is still the bad guys of the week kind of thing. But this is where our bad guys that we know and love are sort of like upped by another even more powerful bad guy. They have their own bad guys. Yeah, their own bad guys. And then our bad guys kind of become good guys for a bit. So in The Godfather, there's a character named Luca Brasi, terrifying killer and enforcer for the Corleones. It's a the uh, the gang family he is killed by by Virgil uh, Soloso and Bruno Tata Tataglia <laughs> I'm probably butchering these Italian <laughs> names not much difficulty in the opening of their war with the Corleones so this is kind of that like upping of the intensity when uh, villain A is suddenly eaten by villain B this is a pretty common trope in like anime and, and manga too, where where a villain from one arc, then uh, they often will just join the hero. And then like a new villain who's even crazier, like pops up, just like demolishes the, the old villain in one blow. Um, but I, I, I wanted to find an example of something a little classier. I, I don't know if classy is the word, but there you go. The Godfather has this trope one. in it. I got one. Okay. The Breaking Bad universe. Yeah. Gus. Gus. He's the villain, and he has his own villain in Don Eladio and the Cartel. There Bing, bam, go. boom. I did it. Exactly. Are you yeah, proud of me? Breaking Bad's a good one. I think there's more than one example of oh, that. Oh, yeah. Because the villains <laughs> so are all many. fighting each other. Yeah. Yeah. Every time we, we deal with one meth lord, another bigger, badder one comes out. You know what they say? Behind every meth lord is an a even methier, meth lordier meth lord. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we rate? And get yes, out of here. Four poor time. Let's let's pull these. First category is the humor of the episode. Ooh, it would have been I better mean, if that was last episode. Yeah, it. it There's not I much mean, humor. They're all here. a little bit funny, but like, no, this one isn't as funny as other episodes. Oh yeah, looking through my notes. I mean, it starts the start of the Victor Bell eating James gag. <laughs> is that humor? <laughs> I find it funny. Uh, yeah, I wish I had a paddle. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that all right. That's funny. Uh, the Psyduck with its taped eyes, that's, I, that's, that's humorous. Yeah, but that's... these aren't, these aren't top, like, like, they're, no. this isn't as funny as, like, the Jigglypuff from above, or, no, or, not at all. Or, or, or like, Meowth being his own trainer. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 
So I, I do think this is a below average episode. Yeah. It's like I, four. I go three. It's 3.5. Category two. The originality of the episode. Well, this is the first time we got to get exposed to more Team Rocket yeah. as like another character. Uh, so I do think there actually is something. <laughs> this is actually not bad for originality, as in they've sort of like changed the villain kind of perspective. I think we're going to get used to uh, our Team Rocket sometimes being quote unquote good guys, just because like we see them so often that it's hard for us to think of them as like evil, really. They're mm-hmm. just like blundering. But um, so anyways, yeah. it does it does set a, a precedence. It, it does set something new up here. So it's not bad. In the grand scheme of the series, we don't normally see like a kind of like a guest character hanging out with the gang for a while, I don't think. Mm. So, I mean, I think that's kind of original. I mean, like the last three episodes obviously have been repetitive with Todd being there, but in the grand and the whole anime, I don't think that's a pretty normal. And breeding center is such a weird phrase. That really got us going. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not bad, Uh, but it's not. It, not incredible. You know, I'm not like, oh, this is super creative, mm-hmm. but it is a bit of a spark. So I go with a seven. I was thinking six. So okay. six and seven, six point five, and oh, three point five. That is five, I think, mm-hmm. and even five. Very middle of the road episode, and that is actually isn't it five point five? I don't think so. Because three point five plus six point five is ten. Oh, plus six point five. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I was thinking 7.5. Yeah. <sighs> Come on, Graham. Come on. You're the one with the masters here. Stop it. That's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> You're the one with the Pokemon spreadsheets. <laughs> Hell yeah, and I'm proud of it. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> They're cool. All right, that's it for this week. You want to you wanna know about next week? Yeah, I would. What's next week? Oh, finally. We're finally, finally there. Through we did the it. desert of filler. We and made drinking it. from the sweet oasis of content. We made it to Cinnabar Island, baby. It's episode 60, Riddle Me This, followed by episode 61, Volcanic Panic. It's the Cinnabar oh, Gym Arc. I like the name Volcanic Panic it's a fun. lot. It's fun to say. And ri- Riddle Me This, that must guest star uh, Lord of the Rings character Gollum. Right? And Dollar in the Jar. <laughs> I almost brought up Lord of the Rings for the uh, the make way for the new villain trope, too. But I, I went with Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's next week. Join us then. We're finally talking some like plot progression. Some proper plot progression. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's going to be gonna a actually, blast. We're actually going to do something. We are all excited. And if you're excited, please uh, shout us out in the comments. We're on the Hydra Leech YouTube channel. These go <laughs> up every Monday. Two Killer Deli Beard is on all of the major podcasting platforms. You can comment, uh, you know, on, on those places to get a hold of us or email us at 2 at dillybeard at gmail.com. Intro and outro music is 80 Synthwave by Alexi Action. And uh, yeah, that's about it, eh? Yeah. If you want to watch me uh, try Pikmin No Death Challenges and want to rip my fucking hair out, Come join me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Hydra Leech. I don't have a schedule or anything. I just kind of do when I want to. But there you follow, go. You get notifications and you can watch me have a mental breakdown live on stream. It's a good time. Yes, you can interact with Kellen live. Oh, my God. What an does honor. No hit. No death. Pikmin runs. <laughs> for, the Dark Souls of Pikmin. For context, I have reset in Pikmin 134 times. No, oh, not bad. That's it's a lot of that is glitches. So it's it's pretty bad. It sounds horrible. <laughs> it's not great <laughs> but but apparently you have fun so that's cool. it's somewhat fun anyway that's it we're gonna go i'm gonna 
uh, do something. I don't know. You're going to pan-sear a steak again? <laughs> no, I already ate. I had a couple hot dogs. Ah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I had All right. pasta. Ooh. Ooh. What kind of pasta? Uh, spaghetti and uh, meat sauce. Ah. Yeah. None. Fine. It was good. That's good. I, I would say bolognese sauces have a lot of range. You know, they can be like really simple or they can be like pretty, pretty stellar. And this was a good one. This was a, a friend brought it over. And it was All right, a, who's ready for 10 minutes of, a good of bolognese. Graham Talks past the recipes? <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. Maybe next See week. Ya. Bye. <laughs>